Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, my friend. I would like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope that the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started today, as I always like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast, please take the idea, the phrase, the quote, and put it into absolute immediate action. It's the application of your education that makes the biggest difference in your world. I don't want you to be one of those people who look back and think to yourself, if I would have only acted on the ideas that compelled me, I'd be in a much better place right now. Better is available right now. And you just got to take the steps. You do. Just walk one foot in front of the other. And the first step's always the hardest. To build up the courage to take that step is hard. But you won't regret that. What you will regret is not taking the step. Take the step. Be your best self. And I can't wait to watch you do that. So one more thing I want to tell you before we jump into the podcast. We're going to be talking about the power of a positive self-image. And I want to tell you of how I went from prison to partner. Before we get into that, I wanted to give you an offer today. I've got a book called A Clear View, Unleashing the Power of a Positive Self-Image. It's noted that 85% of adults have a negative self-image. 97% of women say one negative thing about their bodies every day. 80% of men don't think that they're successful enough. Self-image issues are the number one cause of suicide. And there's more suicides in a year than homicide or deaths from wars. I think it's something we got to address and deal with. That's why I wrote the book, A Clear View, Unleashing the Power of a Positive Self-Image. I want you to have a copy of that book. I want to give it to you for absolutely nothing. Accept this. I want you to send me an email. My email is mross at hbkln.com. If you send me an email, just tell me your story. Tell me what you're struggling with. Tell me things that you want to overcome with self-image. After the podcast today, you may be able to recognize that. But all you have to do is email me, mross at hbkln.com, and I'll get you a copy of that book. I just need your address. I will send you a physical copy. If you want an electronic copy, I can send you that as well. But I want to see you unleash the power of a positive self-image in your life. You may be good in one area. You may not be good in another. And that's okay. We all are broken pots needing to be fixed. And we got to work on that every day. So reach out. Looking forward to hearing from you. 19 years ago, I was on a jail cell floor. And I remember looking at my brass seatless toilet slumped down on the ground my back against the bars, had a blue pad on my rack and a wool blanket that had a hole in the middle of it. And I was contemplating my life and was really thinking about committing suicide. At that point in time, I let everyone down in my life and really was just an abysmal failure. I didn't think my life had any worth. I didn't think I had any value. I didn't think anybody wanted me. Thought I was unfit, worthless, pile of trash. So suicide was deep on my mind. 
I thought about the ways I could do it. And I came up with a way. And I was going to attempt it once they'd let me out. But it's in those moments in life where unexpected things happen to unexpected people. It certainly wasn't deserving of anyone coming into my life and helping me out of my rut. But you know, it's not about deserving. It's about good people doing good things to those who don't deserve it. So the next day, I went before a judge. His name was Judge Williamson. Could tell had been in his seat for a long time. And he'd seen a few people like me in his day. And I walked up to him, fully guarded, fully ready to be put away for six months or a year. That's what I deserve. And because I was guarded, I looked up at him with a real sense of disdain. Because at that time in my life, I couldn't see the value in organized police force or the government and the way that they led I thought was evil and wrong and they tried to oppress people. I had a poor philosophy. I looked up at Judge Williamson with disdain in my eyes and his eyes cut through me. He had these steely blue eyes and he had half moon spectacles and they were down half his nose and he looked over his half moon spectacles and he said, son, I've seen that look a million times. I want to have some grace with you today. This is your first major offense, so I'm going to let you go. I'm going to give you some probation, community service. He said, I'm going to drop your felony to a misdemeanor. He said, but if you don't go into the military or a service organization, I promise you, you're going to be back here for a very long time. I looked at Judge Williamson, and my guard immediately went down because I'd never really thought about going into service to other people to get out of my internal prison. But when he said that, it struck me that if I went into service, I could get out of trouble. And that was his recommendation. So I left that day and I began to seek. But I didn't change my environment. I didn't change the people that I hung around. So I was getting close to getting in trouble again. And I realized I had to get out of town. I had to get out of Dodge. So I Went to a military recruiter station, and I thought, I'll take Judge Williamson's advice and I'll enroll into the military. So I enrolled in the military. Six days later, I was on a plane to boot camp. I went to boot camp. And the problem was, even though I was curious, nothing internal had changed. I still believed I was a piece of trash. I still believed I was worthless. I was unfit. I was of no use. So I get to boot camp with that attitude, but ready to explore and see what changes I can make in my life. And third day of boot camp, being the insecure person I was, somebody called me a name I didn't like. And so I went over to where that person was and I punched him. And then I punched him again and I punched him again and I punched him again. And he was down on the ground and I looked up and there were about 40 people surrounding me, pulling me off. And I was in an absolute frenzy. I ended up in the division officer's office, and she was an old-school, hard-nosed military lieutenant. She looked at me, and she said, Ross, we don't have time or a place for people like you. I'm kicking you out. And they stood me underneath the ladder well. And the ladder well is just a stairwell. They call it ladder well in the Navy. So I'm underneath this ladder well, and I'm standing there. 
all day. You want to talk about the worst punishment of all? I stood underneath this ladder well for 16 hours, either at attention, parade rest, or at ease. I had to eat standing up. They brought me these bag or box lunches, and that's what I ate, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I stood there all day. It was really, really rough. And while I was there, I had a lot of time to think. So it was just me and the wall I was staring at. And I began to contemplate suicide again. And I made a decision that once they let me out, I was going to go ahead and follow through with suicide. And it's interesting what happens at that point in your life where you feel like your life's over. You start thinking about the things you're grateful for. So I start thinking about my family and how I was grateful for them. And, you know, they tried with me and they did the best they could, but I was just a bad apple, bad seed. Remember, I, I thought I was worthless, a pile of junk. And so I said, man, they did the best they could, but I, I'm not worth the effort. And so I was thankful for other opportunities I had in my life. You know, I had a pretty good basketball career in high school and start thinking about my coaches and my teammates. And my heart was softened. Well, while I'm standing there and I'm contemplating suicide and basically giving thanks for my life, knowing that as soon as I got out of there, you know, my life was over. I wasn't even going to go home. I just was going to go and commit the act. These big footsteps start coming down the stairs. Boom, 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 boom. And a guy comes around the corner. And his name was Petty Officer Tabbert. And Tabbert looked like a sailor. You know, if you picture Popeye with all the chest hair in the world and a big, big bushy eyebrows and glasses, he comes around. He at these big forearms, and he looks at me, and he says, you like to fight, huh? Well, I got people in my division that like to fight. Come with me. And I start walking, following him. I go up the stairs, and I said, Petty Officer Tabard, I, I don't understand. Where are we going? He said, we're going to my division. He goes, I don't know who's looking down on you, son, but they're not kicking you out. They're going to keep you here. So you're coming to my division. So I go to his division, and, and I got a second chance. No reason for me to get a second chance, but I got a second chance. They asmoed me to another division, so I go to another division, and they send me all the way to the aft part of the barracks, which is all the way at the end. So I go to the end. I've got one guy to my right and a bunch of guys to my left. And since he told me that people like to fight, I started to put my guard back up again, and I thought to myself, well, if somebody wants to fight, I'm going to let them know right now. They're going to get all they can handle. So I wait for the petty officers, the drill instructors to leave, and I go out in front and I say, hey, none of you look at me, none of you talk to me. You keep my name out of your mouth and I'll keep it the same. Basically tell them, if you get close to me, I'm going to fight you because I, I, I got kicked out of the one division. I'm not afraid to get kicked out of another. Completely foolish, completely guarded. I just felt like trash. So I wanted to make sure people stayed away. So... Everybody left me alone in the division except for one guy. He was the RPOC of our division, meaning he was the leader, the designated recruit leader of our division. His name was Zayden. And Zayden was the type of guy that walks into a room and he lights it up instantly. And he had a smile on his face always. He was so full of energy, so full of life, so full of wisdom, so full of encouragement all the time. And for some reason, this guy didn't leave me alone. He just said, Ross, man, I'm telling you, I see greatness in you. You're the type of guy that could really make an impact in the world. And 
he called me these weird <laughs> names. Like he said I was a masterpiece. And he said, man, you have got all sorts of skills. He goes, I can tell greatness when I see it. And if I ever needed anything, he would come over and help me fold my clothes. And there were a few times where he helped me beyond what I wanted him to help me. And I threatened him. And, and I said, man, if you don't leave me alone, I'm telling you, I'm not a guy to be messed with. Just leave me alone. And he said, Ross, if you want to hit me, hit me, man. He goes, it won't make you feel better. He goes, but I'm still going to help you anyways. And I never really remembered a guy my age, around my age, being like that before. And this dude was so real but so full of life and energy. And just seeing him made me feel like there was hope for me. And I didn't, at that point in time, ever meet anybody like that. And so as we move forward, one night I was on watch in the middle of the night because everybody had to stay and watch in boot camp. So I'm on watch. And Zayden is also on watch. And we would cross paths. And then we'd stop and we'd talk for a minute and move on. And I was feeling in a great place of despair at that point. And just starting to contemplate suicide again. And thinking about getting revenge on a few people who had wronged me. And thinking about using my training to enact revenge on people. Just a really dark place. And so I'm there with him. And, and he says, so what's your story, man? And I proceed to tell him my story about how everybody else and everything in life was against me. And, you know, I was put in this place and I don't deserve all the things that I've gotten. And people have wronged me and I've just been trying to defend myself and, you know, not taking any responsibility for my life. And Zayden just looks at me and he says, man, he goes, I tell you what, once you come out of this, you're going to have a story to tell, man. And your story is going to make a big impact in people's lives. He did not judge me. He did not look down on me. He didn't try to correct me. He just listened to me and then encouraged me. And I was blown away. And I said, well, how can you say that? How can you say that? And then he proceeds to tell me his story. Which, not by his decisions, was ten times worse than mine. He was from Queens, New York. Had some really, really hard times. Really rough goes. Things that happened to him outside of his control. Most of the stuff that happened to me was my control. His stuff was outside of his control. And I was so moved and compelled by his story. I made a decision that day to change. Because he told me that he, in order to get out of the internal prison he was in, he decided... He was going to serve other people and help other people be the best they could. He told me that that was the greatest feeling in the world, was impacting and serving other people. And I tried everything else to be happy, and nothing else had worked. So I just surrendered that day. And I said, you know what? I am going to give my life over to service to other people. And that's the day it all turned around for me, was the decision day. So I want to talk to you about how I went from being on that jail cell floor to now being a partner in a top 50 firm in the world. And it's very, very simple. It doesn't mean it's easy because I'm telling you, it's hard to change. It's hard to go from being a person who feels like they're nothing more than a pile of trash to being a person who can impact the world and impact people wherever they go, to have a true heart of service to get over, to forgive, to let go, to forget. 
and to continue on the journey no matter what comes your way. I'm telling you, it's difficult. But i got three things I'm going to go over with you because this is all about having a positive self-image. And if you put these three things into practice, I promise you, you do it consistently over time. You will never be the same, and the world around you will never be the same. The first one is belief. you got to believe in yourself. Now, I told you the story of how I didn't believe in myself. I believed I was nothing more than a pile of trash. Well, here's the facts about belief. is Whatever you believe in your heart, you follow through with action. Whatever you believe in your heart, you follow through with action. What you believe about a person, what you believe about the world around you, you will follow through with action. The same is true for yourself. If you feel like you're dumb, you feel like you're ugly, you feel like you have no value, then you will do things that dumb people do. You will do things that ugly people do. And you will do things that have no value. You cannot act inconsistently with what you believe about yourself. Now, you might be asking me, how do I change that? I know that, but I can't change it. You've got to start with your self-talk. The self-talk's the key with belief. Is your mind speaks to you at a rate of 1,200 to 1,500 words a minute. This is all stuff I cover in A Clear View, by the way. So again, if you want that book, it's mross at hbkln.com. But to get a clear view, you've got to start with your self-talk. And that is, you speak to yourself at a rate of 1,200 to 1,500 words a minute. If you don't have belief in yourself, then you're constantly backing that up with the way you talk to yourself. And you've got to change the way you talk to yourself. You've got to first start with what you believe about yourself. You've got to start to say, I'm a masterpiece. I've got value beyond measure. No matter what I've done yesterday, it doesn't have to be what I do today. You have to believe in the possibilities. You have to believe that people... Although they're hurting, people are your greatest value. People, your relationships, those around you are the greatest value in the world. And if you don't believe you have the value, you won't believe other people have the value. You can say it all day. You can think it all day. But if you don't believe it about yourself, you won't follow through with action with others as well. So again, you got to believe. you got to choose to believe the best about yourself, even when it's hard. No matter what mistakes you've made in the past, I've made a million of them. I've made almost every mistake you can make. I've made them. But that has no bearing on my personal value. That means in that moment when I made bad decisions, I didn't believe I had value. But consistently over time now, I have believed I have value. I have tough days. Some days are hard. Some days are easier. But overall, if you stick to the beliefs and discipline, I want you to write some things down to remember. I am a king or queen. I am a masterpiece. I am a person who brings great value to the world. I'm a person that has gifts to give. Say those things over and over again. You've got to believe and then change your self-talk, which is those mantras, those things you say over and over again. And when it finally sinks in, it may take some time for it to finally sink in. When it sinks in, you won't have to say it as much anymore. You'll just walk it out unconsciously. You won't even think about it. Step number one, you got to build your belief. Next is you got to build confidence. Confidence comes from the Latin word confidere, which means to put faith in. 
what you put faith in when you take steps, when you move forward in life, is what will determine your overall results. Any business, any organization, there's a formula to it. There's a formula to success and a haphazardness to failure. People who know the formulas of success and they follow them have success. It's very, very simple. So if you want to have a positive self-image, you've got to follow this formula. You've got to put faith in things that always bring success, which is character. Character always brings success. Values always bring success. And I'm talking values like hard work, discipline, kindness, generosity, perseverance, patience, goodness, faithfulness. Those things never fail. That doesn't mean that other people respond back the same way that you give out with character traits. But that means this. You will feel confident because you are relying on that which is reliable. I'm telling you what won't give you confidence. Having more money, having more power, or having a greater image. The praise of man is fleeting. I promise you that. But what will last forever is foundational principles, values character. So you've got to put faith in character. I tell my organization all the time, I say, I'm not the leader. Our values are our leader because I, I will let you down. I make mistakes. Our values of connection, compassion, transformation are the leaders of our organization because I put confidence in that. I don't put confidence in my emotions, which are fleeting, which are haphazard. I love my emotions. I think emotions are awesome. But they got to be centered around principles. And when you center them around principles, you can enjoy them a lot more. So number two, you got to build confidence. Third is other-mindedness. Other-mindedness. That's a made-up word, but here's the deal. Other-mindedness is simply this, and, and I will only share this about other-mindedness. So please take note of this. Other-mindedness is this ancient saying. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than yourself. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Those three things, belief, building confidence, and other-mindedness, is the path to having a great self-image. If you do those things consistently, if you always are working on those, growing, changing, increasing, taking away the pieces that aren't you and putting more mortar and bricks around those three things, and you build that up, there will be nothing that can shake your positive self-image. And you know what happens as a result of that? You know what happens? Success beyond your wildest imagination. I sometimes pinch myself where I'm at today. I have started four businesses. I've helped over 50 people start businesses of their own. I've helped hundreds of organizations become wildly successful in their culture their strategies, and their systems. I've written four books. A guy that went from being suicidal on a jail cell floor to having all those things and accolades that people think are very important. The most important thing to me is that I've had the opportunity to serve others the way that Zayden served me. That's your greatest testimonial for your life. It's taking your story and serving others. I want to tell you this. If you are in an internal prison, because there's different types of prison. Yeah, there's physical prison, but internal prisons are the worst of all. 
I want you to share it with somebody. I want you to share it with me. Just email me, mross at hbkln.com. Trust me, I understand. I want to send you a copy of A Clear View. I want to walk through that with you. So please send that to me. We will send you a copy. I want feedback. I want to talk to you. I want to connect with you. Connect with me on social media, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, just michaelbross.com. I want to connect with you. So I hope this information has been valuable, but let's not end here. Let's continue the journey together, and let's unleash the power of a positive self-image in your life. Can't wait to serve you more and to talk to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.